Welcome to We Need to Talk, conversations on wellness to inspire, relate and enlighten with Coast FM's feel-good breakfast host, Tony Street. Welcome to We Need to Talk and our series on creating a balanced life. Now that's easier said than done when there is so much on offer, so much to do and what can feel like so little time. So what happens when you're an author, a TV host, a successful cook, a business owner, a farm worker and a mum of three? How do you juggle all that? That's Nadia Lim. Nadia was the 2011 winner of MasterChef. That's when we first got to know her. She's a clinical dietitian turned farmer and most recently you will have seen her on MasterChef New Zealand as a judge and host of Nadia's Farm. But right now, juggling her newest addition to the family. Hello. Morning. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I've got Arlo with me. Arlo's very um, curious and interested to hear what you've got to say, Tony. I think Arlo could be a budding journalist because every time I speak, he seems to turn his head towards me, which I love. <laughs> hey, Nads, literally, this is a great time to talk to you about the juggle because you have added another child to your um, big family and farm Fano. How are you coping at the moment with everything that's going on? Um, it's chaos. It's de- definitely chaos. And I think, you know, the, you just have to let go of the idea. Well, not that I've ever been a perfectionist. I don't think I've ever been a person to be a perfectionist. But um, you absolutely, when you add another baby to the family, you just have to completely let go of, you know, the house ever being tidy of ever having everything done on time. <laughs> you just have to let go of a lot of, um, yeah, idealistic things, I guess, that you'd like to have done in your life, but um, aren't, um, you're not able to do at the moment. Now, I, I know a lot of people, yeah, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. rely on support, right? And people will often have a family member, whether that's their mum or their dad, available to, you know, do a pickup here and there. Some, some have it every week. You don't have that luxury. You don't have your mum living where you live, do you? No, unfortunately not. I wish um, my some of my family was down here. Um, but no, they're, they're all in Auckland still, my brother, my sister, my mum. And same with Carlos's family. They're all um, in Canterbury. So we don't have any family down here where we are in Arrowtown. Um, however, I will say that Carlos and I, I think, you know, on the, on the positive side, we're kind of lucky because – we do work for ourselves. Um, we work really hard and do big hours, but we've got flexibility. Um, so we kind of juggle it between us. You know, drop-offs are always juggled between us. Um, sometimes we get, very occasionally we, we get um, we, we get backed into a corner and neither of us can do it. And then, you know, it's, again, it's that whole idea of letting go of perfection, but the kids will have to be late to school, unfortunately. You know, it's, sometimes that's just going to happen. Um, and we're lucky we, we do have someone, um, a part-time nanny who does school pickups a few times a week, like three times a week. Yeah. 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 And then the other two we juggle between us. Now you, because you've got Arlo and he's very, very new, are you still doing the same commitments you were before? Cause I know at one point you were trying to run the farm and shoot Nadia's farm, which kind of coincides a wee bit, but you are also writing your latest book. How does that work? Um, yeah, again, I, <laughs> the whole idea of balance, like, you know, being able to balance um, your personal life equally with your um, professional life or your career. I don't know. I still don't, I, I still don't think I've really cracked it. And I don't know if I necessarily believe that it's kind of possible. It's more integration. It's more kind of just integrating the two together for us. Um, yes. 
So at that, what was the question again? I've got, I'm totally sleep deprived. I actually think you answered it. This is such a great time to be talking to you about balance when you've literally got a newborn on your lap and you've probably had no sleep. Have, do you think there's been a time where you have actually said no or are you a yes person? When opportunities come along, I know you did Dancing with the Stars. Do you just say yes or have you had to say no to things? I, I am definitely more of a yes person than a no person. And I think you can resonate with that. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're the same. Um, I, but I think probably I've learned, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say yes to opportunities, but, but at the same time, I'm always conscious of, um, you know, of, of priorities, like definitely family first, absolutely family first. But hey, if I, um, I am someone who likes to, you know, take up new challenges and, and, and um, explore new opportunities. So if, I, if I can see that the kind of test is, is this going to um, adversely affect family life? If it is, then yeah, the answer would be no. But I would say that, you know, doing, doing more doesn't also, doesn't necessarily mean that it will adversely affect family life. For example, um, doing something like, um, yeah, the, the TV show, for, for example, yes, it's going to take up a bit more time, but the, the, the spare time that I do have, I'm going to make sure that that's really quality time with the kids. So it's not going to adversely affect um, our family life. Whereas if it was taking me away, um, you know, for, for three, four weeks full time, then I probably wouldn't, you know, would say no to doing it, but we get to do it in chunks, you know, where, where we'll do like six or seven hours here and there. And yes, it means a bit less time with the kids during the day, but we've still got that it's quality over quantity, I guess. Yeah. I think businesses and, and people are becoming a little more flexible when it comes to incorporating children too. Um, you know, if I, here at my work, if for whatever reason I have to have the kids in at the office for an hour or two, they're, they're okay with that. Whereas they feel like maybe even 10 years ago that wouldn't have been okay. And if anyone's, yeah. if anyone's read Michelle Obama's book, one of the great moments in her book that I loved was she was going for this job as a lawyer and she took her three-month-old child with her and said – this is what you're getting. If you want to hire me, I'm going to have to leave sometimes to take my child to the doctor, to do pickups, to do whatever else, to, to make sure I'm there for the kindy graduation. So if that's not okay, then don't give me the job. And they gave her the job. And on, yeah. that, on that assumption, have you, have you ever had to um, say, you know, uh, these are the provisos if I, if I get given this job? Well, I've been self-employed for the last twelve years, so um, no, so I didn't have I didn't have kids when I when I when I was um, not self-employed. So no, I, I haven't had to do that. But um, no, she's absolutely right. Yeah, there are like I, I know at my food bag we're super um, flexible with um, with childcare and stuff. And and when I was more operational there, it was it was always having to to run out. You know when. Something, something's always going to come up, isn't it? Like one of the kids is going to be sick and you've got to go pick them up. And oh no, now this guy's starting to lose it. <laughs> but, Carry but on, yeah, you're so fine. People are so much more flexible now. And what I would say, you know, a lot of um, mums and dads, I guess, that, that that are working full-time, like sometimes there's a little bit of almost guilt that, like, when they potentially compare themselves to other um, parents who um, – have the luxury of not having to work or, you know, or for whatever other reason. And they're thinking, oh, they get to spend a lot more time with their kids. I feel really bad that I'm not. But what I would, and I, I, I totally used to have, I used to have a bit of that because I do have, you know, quite a few friends that um, are um, full-time at home and they, they 
if you look at it look at it on an hourly basis, yes, they would see their kids more because um, they get to do all the the pickups and the drop offs and um, take them to all their activities and everything. However, in saying that, I did realize a couple of years ago that actually I think it's quite a positive thing for um, our kids to see that we're working and working hard and that you don't you know some you know uh, often in life that calls for to 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 work hard and um, that you don't necessarily get everywhere that you want to get without um without having to work so I think it's actually been quite a positive thing for our kids to see that mum and dad do work hard and you know that um life's not all about them that sometimes mum and dad have got to do what they've got to do and they and they've got to come along with it like they'll you know like your example with um, the kids coming into the office with us the kids will often have to come out onto the farm and you know if um you might think oh they're going to be really bored. Um, this isn't really about the kids, but that's okay. Like they can learn. They can come up with their own entertainment. We get them to go pick pine cones while we're busy, you know, or and they just come up with their own games. I think um, if I told yeah. my kids, um, would you rather go out on Nadia's farm or to the radio office? I think I know what they'd pick. <laughs> They've been to well, your farm. I, but, uh, I know what my kids would pick if they got the choice. They'd definitely <laughs> want to go into the radio office. <laughs> Anytime they want to come in, it's fine with me. Um, I Maybe we should do a kid swap. <laughs> we can do that. Um, I think you've, you've hit a really good point. And I think I grew up on a dairy farm and I had parents that were very involved. My mum didn't work. She was always helping on the farm but and I've had this conversation with her since I remember thinking you know I want to take lots of time off and be with the kids 100% of the time and there's this perception that oh you're so lucky that you're not working you get to be with the kids all the time but actually the reality of being home with the kids it is a tough slog and isn't it and and I actually feel quite thankful to get a break to be able to go to work and it's, it's not all roses at all not at all. I remember, <laughs> just being completely honest here, but I remember after the um, lockdown period, you know, in 2020, and, you know, everyone was talking about what they learned about themselves and everything. And all I could think was the biggest learning I had about myself was that I'm not a good full-time parent. <laughs> I'm not meant to be a full-time parent. I'm much better being, you know, part-time, like having working part-time and um, and looking after the kids part-time. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. I think I learned I'm, I'm no teacher either. I think if that yeah. is one thing I learned is I don't know how teachers do it all day, every day to yeah. sit and be with the Absolutely. kids and making them be focused. This is We Need to Talk. If you're enjoying this podcast, click to share with family or friends. So everything that you have done in your career, and it has been so varied, and I love the fact that you've grabbed opportunities, like you say, like the Dancing with the Star, to be a judge on MasterChef. What, is, what has been the favourite thing that you have done? What has filled your soul the most, do you think? Oh, like ever? Yeah. Um, it's probably, well, it comes, it, 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 you have different periods of your life where that thing is the most fulfilling thing. So, and, and it's always moving. Like now, I would say that the most fulfilling thing is absolutely um, the stuff that we're doing on the farm. Like we're, really giving it a go um, to produce food on scale in the most sustainable, ethical way we can. And we're doing quite a lot of, I guess you could say, different things, different to the status quo um, uh, in, in farming. And, yeah, and I find that really fulfilling because, you know, it's around food production, which is an essential. It's it's not a want. It's, a, um, it's, an, it's something that everybody needs. Everybody needs to eat. And we're at a bit of a crossroads, I guess, with, you know, um, the future of food and how we produce it and 
and there's so many issues going on and and we're trying our absolute best to try and you know um, tackle some of them and see if we can come up with a way on with how to produce really good high quality food on scale um yeah in the most sustainable ethical way so it's all about learning and that's what always motivates me the most just learning new skills um you know that that was for example the motivation for doing dancing with the stars i was like cool i could learn to dance you know pick up another skill um yes i'd say that what we're doing right now is probably the most fulfilling thing so far and also i love the fact that the kids get to grow up and see real um life like real as in uh, you know, what happens in nature, basically, you know, they get to see the full circle of life and death. And, and that's just completely normal to them. You know, there's no taboo, nothing taboo about it. And yeah. Yeah. Not the Disney version that so many of exactly. our kids grow up seeing. Yeah. Um, do you, do you ever feel overwhelmed by it though? Because I know from growing up on a farm that the jobs are endless and particularly with you wanting to be, be so innovative. Um, and then the jobs are endless with your children as well. So how do you manage that feeling of there is so much to do? Where do I put my time? Yeah, good question. Um, yep, definitely can feel overwhelmed. Um, and and even that's happened quite recently with, you know, because um, a farm at the end of the day is also a business and, you know, we're trying, it's a, it's a new business and we're trying to um, make it really work and, and you know, there's a massive mortgage to pay with the farm and everything. And, and Carlos has been quite stressed recently with me being out of it a bit more because I'm looking after baby more as well. And um, yeah, so definitely can feel overwhelming at times. I think it always, it's always that thing of always just trying to think back to uh, what really is important. You know, that, that hierarchy of actually what is, what is, what are the most important things in life? And it's, you know, if you have got um, a, your, your family and yourself who are he- healthy and, you know, um, healthy and happy and you get to see each other, you know, a reasonable amount of time and spend quality time with each other, then really you, you, you've got you've ticked the main boxes and it's it's really remembering that and last night we found we heard this awful news um from someone in the community um, our neighbor actually but someone in our community has their cancers come back and they've got two um young kids you know same ages as ours actually and and it's just that thing right it just always reminds you that um of that you've got to get your priorities straight um, and that's and that I find always when you remember things like that, that does help you with being overwhelmed. You're like, okay, I've actually got the most important things ticked off in my life. So, you know, let's let's calm down about the rest of it. Um, yeah, so I think it's, I mean, this isn't, this isn't new or anything, but if everyone could always remember that, then maybe we'd be less overwhelmed and less stressed all the time, right? It's so true. And it's actually a privilege to have choice, isn't it? It's a privilege to have lots of things on the go and things you want to achieve because when someone in your family is sick or something happens, um, everything stops and that is your sole focus. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It's such a privilege to be able to have the choice and have have things to do and, yeah, have, have work and, and have a busy, chaotic life, and but sometimes you 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 get a bit, you forget that, and you get a bit selfish, and you go, "This isn't fair," you know. <laughs> I wish I wasn't this busy, and I'm stressed out. But then, yeah, once you remember, actually, I'm really lucky. <laughs> that always helps. Yeah. One last question, and then you can go and probably feed baby Arlo. Exercise-wise, I know you're you're a farmer, and I know from my dad, farming um, every spring, he used to really trim down because he was working so damn hard. Do you have any form of regular exercise routine? Have you got weights there at the house? What do you do? 
Um, I don't do any formal exercise per se. Like I'm not a person that goes to the gym or goes to runs or anything like that. Um, my exercises, again, it's all integrated. And that's partly because I, I just don't have the time personally to, um, or maybe I'm not motivated enough <laughs> to, to cleave off some time, to cleave off, you know, one or one hour a day to specifically go and do exercise. So if mine is always integrated into um, running, you know, playing with kids, running around with the kids. Like I'll try, if we're going to, if we're having playtime, that quality time after school, it's like, okay, let's, let's go do something active. Let's go play soccer outside or whatever. Or it's gardening, you know, we, I have to do that for our food because we're self-sufficient here. So it's all incorporated. That's good for yeah. the glutes. I know gardening's good for the glutes, always bending down. True. Although I'm pretty, I'm a little bit lazy. I've got raised beds. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Nadia, you go and feed that baby boy. Uh, thank you for being so honest. And it's kind of refreshing, to be honest, to see someone like you that's ticking so many boxes, but still doesn't really have the answer to balance like the rest of us. Yeah, it's integration. I think it's more integration. You inter- integrate you know, personal life into work life and work life into personal life a bit, but still making sure that you do have a bit of that separation for that real quality time with um with family. Yeah. And it's about quality over quantity, I'd say. We need to talk with Tony Street. To get in touch, email we need to talk at coastonline.co.nz. If you enjoyed this podcast, click to share with family or friends. Catch more from Tony Street, Jace Reeves and Sam Wallace. Listen 5 till 9 weekday mornings on Coast FM or check out the Daily Breakfast Catch-Up podcast right here. If you enjoyed this episode, listen to my chat with BrainFit coach Jude Walter. After juggling too many things, Jude suffered from a meltdown. She's made a commitment to herself to help others avoid feeling the same way she did.